federal judge has found for the second time that Texas intentionally discriminated discriminated against blacks and Hispanics when it passed arguably the nation's strictest voter ID law in 2011. The decision yesterday by U.S. District Judge Nelva Gonzalez-Ramos could lead to the law being overturned, and she could reinstate a requirement that the state get federal approval before changing any of its voting rules. With us to talk about what this ruling and what it might mean is Josh Douglas, a professor at the University of Kentucky College of Law. He is an election law expert, and he wrote a chapter on the history of voter ID laws for the book Election Law Stories. Josh, thanks for joining us. Um, This case has a long procedural history. I don't think we want to get get into all that. But tell us what is new about this this ruling from from, uh, Judge Ramos. Thanks, Greg. What's new is that the judge here explicitly found that the state of Texas meant to discriminate against minority voters when passing the voter ID law. Now, the judge had found this previously, and it went up on appeal, and the Fifth Circuit uh, reversed and said, you considered some evidence that you shouldn't have considered. So this ruling is the judge not considering that extra evidence and still finding that the state had discriminated against minority voters. Josh, could this decision put Texas back under federal supervision for changes to its election policies? It sure could. Uh, In 2013, the Supreme Court ruled in the Shelby County case that the preclearance mechanism that you're referring to, that uh, certain states that have a history of discrimination would have to get pre-approval for their voting changes. And the Supreme Court ruled that unconstitutional. But there's still a provision of that law, Section 3, that says, if a court finds that a state has intentionally discriminated on the basis of race in its voting practices, then it could be put back in under this federal preclearance mechanism. So this would be the first time since that ruling uh, that the judge could consider here putting Texas back under federal uh, pre-approval process. Josh, some people have, have described the Texas law as the strictest in the nation. Um, do you agree with that? And if so, what what is different about the way the requirements for Texas in Texas for voter IDs from other states that have voter ID laws? Yeah, it is one of the strictest, and and that goes to the requirements of what you can show uh, and what your ID has to have. So, in some states, they allow you if you don't have a photographic ID to sign an affidavit uh, attesting under penalty of perjury that you are who you say you are. Uh, other states uh, allow you to use your student ID if you are uh, have an ID from a public university. Texas doesn't allow any of that, uh, at least under the law as it's enacted and as it's being considered. The last year, a court did require it to soften the law to allow more things like an affidavit requirement. Um, but as the law stands and what the judge is reviewing, uh, it's very strict. You need a government-issued photo identification that's not expired. It can't be your student ID. Of course, uh, interestingly, your gun license in Texas does count uh, as an ID, but your uh, publicly issued student ID doesn't. And so it's the, the types of forms that you need uh, are very, very narrow, and that's what makes it the most strict in the nation. Josh, Texas is going to appeal, and that would means it goes back to the Fifth Circuit, which declared the law was illegally biased against minorities and sent it down to this judge. But what are the chances that the Fifth Circuit, which is conservative, with a different panel, might have a different decision? I think it's pretty unlikely, and this is just a prediction, but I think the Fifth Circuit will uphold this decision. The reason I say that is when the case went on box to the full Fifth Circuit, the court ruled 9 to 6 
that the law had a discriminatory effect. It had an effect of discriminating against minority voters, and also then sent the, the, the discriminatory purpose portion of the lawsuit, whether Texas actually intended to discriminate, back down to this judge, but did say that there was a whole bunch of evidence that would at least suggest that Texas was trying to discriminate. And so it's going to go back up. Even if a panel were to reverse, I could see it going on bonk again. And, and I think those nine judges, uh, assuming they're, they're enough uh, to still have a majority or still on that court, don't retired or anything, uh, I think those judges will uh, find that that the judge did a good job of discounting the evidence that the court told her to discount and still finding discriminatory purpose. I think the real question is, uh, if if that does happen and Texas loses, whether it goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, and now we have a new Justice Gorsuch uh, that will consider the case. Yeah, Josh, that was going to be my last question. We have about 30 seconds left. Uh, is all this moot because we now have a five-justice conservative majority, and they do have a similar case uh, involving North Carolina that they could take up I- any day now? I mean, obviously, hopefully the, the justices will not just vote on ideological line, but it won't surprise me if in the coming years we have a 5-4 decision uh, that rules that, that voter ID laws do not uh, intentionally discriminate. Okay, I want to thank our guest, Josh Douglas. He's a professor at the University of Col- University of Kentucky College of Law, talking about a voter ID ruling that came down yesterday from a federal judge in in Texas, saying that the state had intentionally discriminated against racial minorities uh, when it enacted that law.